When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And what I have found is that in the practice of seeing what my body needs, seeing what my heart needs, it actually frees up that space that's so hung up on rules and so hung up on it has to be done this way that I actually become more creative and actually end up writing every day anyway. This is Finding the Through Line, the show that gives you inside access to honest conversations about the creative process. I'm Kate Hanley. I have been making a living from writing for 20 years now, and still, still, I am continually seeking ways to stay inspired and excited and connected to the work I'm doing. Finding the Through Line is my way of getting inside the minds of creative people I admire and finding out how they stay connected to themselves and to their work so that I can get inspired and so that no matter what your creative pursuit may be, so that you can be inspired too. Today, I'm talking with Tracy Michelle Lewis Jiggets. Tracy is host of the podcast Heart Talk with Tracy Michelle and founder of Heart Space, a healing community created to serve those who have experienced trauma of any kind through the use of storytelling and the arts. Tracy is also an author who has published 21 books, including several collaborations with numerous high-profile authors. Full disclosure, Tracy and I share a ghostwriting agent, the fabulous Madeline Morell, who connected us. In 2021, Tracy contributed to the groundbreaking book, You Are Your Best Thing, Vulnerability, Shame, Resilience, and the Black Experience, edited by none other than Brene Brown and founder of the Me Too movement, Tarana Burke. Tracy's own book, Black Joy, Stories of Resistance, Resilience, and Restoration, won the 2023 NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Literary Work. How cool is that? Her most recent book is called Then They Came for Mine, Healing from the Trauma of Racial Violence. And that book also won an award, the 2023 Wilbur Award. Oh my goodness, 2023, quite the year for you, Tracy. The Wilbur Award is the highest honor given by the Religion Communicators Council. Tracy is also a speaker and a freelance writer whose work has been published in print and online publications such as Oprah Daily, The Washington Post, Essence Magazine, The Guardian, and more. And Tracy is a great follow on Instagram where her handle is TMLGWriter. Tracy, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a blessing to be here. I'm really excited. So how this works, so that you know, Tracy, and so that our listeners know, is that I'm going to ask you questions that fall into three basic categories. Practical matters, inner stuff, for lack of a better term, and what's coming up. So if you at home are listening to the free version of this podcast, which I completely welcome and understand, each section will come in its own short, easy-to-consume episode with a few ads thrown in to keep the lights on. Thank you in advance for listening to those ads and supporting our sponsors. That's how you also support this podcast. 
If you become a paid subscriber, though, you'll get the full interview in one ad-free episode. So to upgrade to paid, visit me on Substack at katehanley.substack.com and upgrade to premium to gain access not only to ad-free podcast episodes, but also a monthly Finding the Throughline gathering that is equal parts communal journaling, group coaching, and writing seminar all in one. Okay, let's get things rolling. So, Tracy. Tell me about what drew you to the work that you're doing now. You had some big books in 2023. We're recording this at the end of 2023. I just want to know, like, what in your through line got you here? Wow, that's a that's a great question. It's a big question. I think I've always been a storyteller. I think my core personhood is that I am a storyteller. My mother would argue that I came out the womb, <laughs> you know, <laughs> telling stories, writing stories, singing. And so for me to get to 2023 means that I explored storytelling in a number of different genres and a number of different formats, but really landed on a kind of storytelling that I like to think helps people heal. I mean, I feel like that early in my career, been doing this probably for, not probably, definitely about more than 20 years. And I think it began with this, the questions that I had of myself in my own journey, you know, about life, early 20s, trying to figure out what does life look like? What do relationships look like? And I think I started there. And so my fiction and my poetry and even some of the nonfiction that I wrote at that time were, was reflective of sort of this need to explore what was going on inside of me. That shifted a bit as I began to understand that there's a connection between the individual and the collective. And I began to do quite a bit of social justice work and realize there's so much of what's happening in the world, especially as it relates to brown and black folks was a result of sort of this back and forth between, again, the individual and the collective. So uh, my creative nonfiction kind of exploded at that <laughs> point because I was writing. That was in the blogging era of the mid-aughts, you know, and, <laughs> and blogging and then freelancing and then that expanding to personal essays and more creative nonfiction. And from there, the books came, the collaborations came, but I think, again, to the question, my core is that I tell stories that will hopefully help people explore empathy and self-compassion and healing, whether that's in the form of a character that's fictional and made up in my imagination, or whether it's some real issue that I'm exploring and unpacking. So I think that's a long answer. <laughs> yeah, well... That's a great answer. And it really does help us understand how you got to where you are. And I'm curious, it sounds like it's also could be the answer to my next question, which is, what helps you stay connected? You know, what keeps you going? You've been at this for over 20 years. You've pivoted a couple of times. I think that's it, actually, the ability to pivot, the ability to shift and move in the direction of my imagination, I think, is what keeps me going. I've never been one to want to feel boxed in. 
So I know even as an English professor, and I've been guilty of it, this, you write fiction, you write fiction. If you write poetry, you write poetry. And I've been one that, see again, sees myself as a storyteller. So d- I don't feel the need to box myself into a particular form or genre or anything like that, because I see it as this is just one way to tell a story, right? This is another way to tell a story. Even in my collaboration work and the ghostwriting work, which I'm sure you know, like I call myself a literary midwife mm-hmm. in that I am just helping people birth their stories. I am there to put down on the page and to be a vessel for whatever it is that they feel they need to say to the world. And whether that's a high profile person or a business person or whoever, I feel like we all have stories and to tell. And my job is to make that process not smooth, because as you know, for sure, that it's not, it's not often smooth, but that successful, right? That, that the goal is reached, whatever that goal happens to be. So for me, I think it's just intention. I think it's about ensuring that, I mean, especially since we're talking about like what keeps me going. Ensuring that I can shift and change and and move in the direction of my spirit as I need to. So I'm currently moving into film and TV, right? Like, so, so I get to do that. I get to choose to do that for myself. And it's not without its obstacles and it's not without people saying you can't, but I still make the decision and the choice to do that. And that keeps me, it keeps me going that there's something else I can do. There's something else I can explore. There's something else I can try. I can pivot and it's okay. I think if I couldn't, if I felt like I couldn't do that, probably feel very stagnant. I'm curious, what kinds of practices or habits or or things that you do help you stay creative? Mm, Practices. I think in recent time, it's going to sound a little weird because again, for many years, I was an English professor and I was for a season was the one that was saying, you have to write every day. You have to, you know, if you write 15 minutes a day, you'll have a book by the end of whenever, right? Like all (laughs) of these kind of rules. And I think for me, my practice has been, and again, it's going to sound weird, is surrendering and letting those rules go. Meaning that consistency is important, yes. Discipline is important, yes. And also, I can give myself space to maybe not write every day. And what I have found is that in the practice of seeing what my body needs, seeing what my heart needs, it actually frees up that space that's so hung up on rules and so hung up on it has to be done this way that I actually become more creative and actually end up writing every day anyway because I've <laughs> given myself some freedom and some space to say today may look different than yesterday. And so I think it's a weird kind of practice, but it's an actual practice of release and surrender. And I, I don't get it all right all the time. 
And sometimes that can be, I'm my biggest critic and I'm very hard on myself if I haven't written for a week, you know? And so I think if you're, if we're talking about sort of a general practice is that there are things that I do every morning for myself that are self-care, that are soul care. So I'm a, a big person on prayer and meditation. I've begun trying to walk daily because I, I've learned the connection between my body and my mind in that movement can help move some stuff <laughs> in my mind out the way or at least sort it. So writing, uh, I'm sorry, walking is a way to sort of sort certain things so that when I come back to my laptop and come back to the page, I have again, space to be able to do what I need to do. So the more my mornings tend to look like a cup of herbal latte that my husband brings to me, Uh getting my daughter who is homeschooled, set up and ready to go. And then my meditation time, my quiet time, my journaling time, my walking time before I began to open myself up to the page. So those are like some of the little things, both practical and general that I do. Yeah, I love it. Thank you for sharing that level of detail, because I was going to ask you. So (laughs) I I want the details. So speaking of details, like it, so you've done your morning routine, you've had your herbal latte, which sounds amazing. And the fact that your husband made it for you, I'm sure makes it taste even better. It's time for you to sit down and, as you say, open yourself up to the page. Like, where are you? Are you writing longhand? Are you on your computer? Are you listening to music? Like, what does that scene look like? Mm. So whether I write longhand or on my computer or through dictation, because I do use that as a tool also, depends on the project, depends on the task for that morning. But I try to switch it up because I know that something different happens when I write longhand than when I'm on my Word document on the page. There's a different insight that I get, especially when I'm working on my own stuff. It's a little different than ghostwriting, especially since I'm working sometimes on transcripts and that kind of thing. And it can be a little bit more straightforward in terms of what I do. But for my own creative work, sometimes I can break through to something if I pull out my notebook and write as opposed to on my laptop. And sometimes I need to talk it out. So dictation has been really great for me to just see something in my head and just talk through it. But sometimes I'll say something that's really great. And if I don't have it, I didn't write it down and I'll miss it. So dictation helps me to get and catch some things that are in my brain that Maybe I wouldn't have gotten had I just sat at the computer or whatever. And then what I do is I'll go back into that dictation or that audio and then, of course, clean and flesh out and do all of those things. So all of that really just depends on the project that I'm working on. But I use all of I try to use I'm a big believer in using all the tools that are available to you. Everything except AI. (laughs) I'm with you on that one. (laughs) I'm with you on that one. But everything else that you can use to free yourself up to get the ideas out, then use it. Yeah. Can I just get real nitpicky and ask you what you use for your dictation? You're the first person that I'm talking to who's mentioned that as a tool. And now I'm like, ooh, 
for a long time I was using drag dragon naturally speaking or something like that but now it is in built into my macbook i can just there's a dictation feature in the mac that you know you open up word and i think it's function twice or whatever and it immediately goes to your microphone and you can talk into your document and then sometimes i don't even have time for that because the editor in me will try to keep going back because it messed up a word and I lose time that way. So sometimes I will just record it on my phone. Like I'll just, the same way we do with our clients, I'll just hit record and I'll just start talking through an idea um, and then take the transcript from that and flesh it out and expand it. Especially if I'm under deadline and I have word counts that I need to meet and that kind of thing, that sometimes just talking it out will help me get the foundation of something on the page. And I actually encourage people to do this who struggle with the blank page mm-hmm. and are stuck and are like, they can't get started. But once they get started, they're great. They're, they're running with it, but they can't get it. Sometimes recording the audio and transcribing it gives you something on the page to work from and then you're off to the races. So now I don't have to use a particular app. I know there's stuff out there. I mean, I use Rev and Otter for the transcriptions, but I don't use Dragon or anything like that for the dictation. It's just built into the MacBook. Thank you for sharing that level of detail. You are inspiring me to finally upgrade my computer. (laughs) And we're going to get to the inner editor that you mentioned and your inner critic, which can kind of have its way with you sometimes as it can with so many of us. But that concludes our section of questions on the practicalities of how Tracy got to where she is today and how she gets her work done. Coming up in the next Finding the Throughline episode, I'll ask Tracy questions that are more internally focused. Tracy, I hope you're ready. <laughs> For things like how she does deal with her inner critic when it starts chiming in. So remember, if you'd prefer to get the whole interview in one ad-free episode, visit katehanley.substack.com and become a paid subscriber. Otherwise, free listeners are also very welcome and you just take as long as you want listening to this free version and enjoy (laughs) the sponsors. I try and make those ads as compelling as the interviews. So thanks for listening, everybody, and come back to our next episode. Finding the Throughline airs one interview per week, broken up into three episodes that come out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for free. Skip the ads and get each interview in one longer episode by becoming a paid subscriber at katehanley.substack.com. Even if you aren't ready to get out your wallet just yet, become a free subscriber at katehanley.substack.com and receive the full show notes with links to everything my guests and I cover. However you listen, thank you. Finding the Throughline is edited by Sound Advice Strategies. Connect with me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. Here's a little preview of what's to come in part two of this interview. Rejection is God's protection and sometimes it's God's redirection. You know, sometimes we just don't realize the direction we're supposed to be going in until we have those no's that kind of forces us to look over here to the right because the left is kind of shut down for now. I'm Kate Hanley, and this is Finding the Throughline. More to come on Wednesday.